All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, June, June. All right, welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, November 10th, 2023, episode 93. Cross Country is over. We are back in Studio B. Mike Gervasi, welcome. Welcome. Not, it's not June. <laughs> Even though cross country is over, right? yes, I and I did. I we that's the only time I think I've cut. I cut out and I recorded. I said, I'm, maybe I'm dreaming. Wow, the first time you're right. Well, I first could splice it in if you take. want me to splice it in. I don't I'll care. splice it in. I'm first going. time we did a double take. Yes, um, a lot of feedback last week. We had our your nephew on, um, mm-hmm. and I linked up. I linked his YouTube channel uh, to our channel. I put it on the Facebook page. A lot of feedback. Uh, the Stoltzes came back right away. Uh, Mrs. Stoltz is now getting in on the action. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like her husband's you know started stealing the show. The Pates <laughs> must really be upset because they're sort of <laughs> they're missing an action. But uh, Miss Stoltz did not like my take on slippers. And again, I, I think it's just a it's just a thing. I, I I'm fine with socks in the house, and I'm a minimalist. I guess. Yeah, I'm not a you know. And I found out what hey dudes were. I what are your thoughts? Of, they look comfortable. I get what you're saying. Like if you were recovering yeah. and you you know because here's what I do. Here's what I do in the house. I with my I mentioned it last. Not that I don't know if people really even care about my foot, my clothing, my shoe options. But as I mentioned before, I have a couple pair of tennis shoes. I have the nice ones that I didn't want to get marked up. The Jordans. And a couple. I just buy these Under Armors that are whatever cheapest on yeah. Amazon. And then I have the boots. Like I said, well, I have the stages. I have the newest pair of Under Armors like that I'll wear that are nicer. But then the previous pair before they're phased out and thrown away. They're like sort of like, I'll throw them on, I'll slip. I, I just want to, you know, like take stuff out to the garbage. So I understand the whole easy slide on premise. When do you decide to throw them away? I use mine to cut grass. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. When do I, if there's a physical hole in them. Oh, okay. That's, so you really run them into the ground. Wow. Okay. Um, or to the point where the previous pair is so gross that I need another new pair. I don't ever own three at a time. On the depth. Is that there, a rule? There is no third string. <laughs> so you don't there's, have anything in the hole. No third, you just have one no pair and one string. on deck. So, okay. yeah. So then, like, yes, because right. you're right. Because at that point, that's when I, I'll have two pairs. Not counting the Jordans. The Jordans are very special. So yeah. you get some other – I feel bad. What about feedback from Alex? Did you get anything on that? Yeah. Max was apparently taking a dig at me here. I don't know who else he could have been taking a dig at. A Gervasi with thick skin. So Alex mentioned, you know, when he was talking about the uh, working outside or working on his uh, his uh, social media influence. Yes. Sorry, drew a blank there. But, yeah, he's thick skin. Uh, more shock from Max Bailey about not knowing what hey dudes are on your end. Um, Crocs. Max Bailey mentioned Crocs. Yeah, I'm surprised that didn't come up at all. Uh, Miss Fournier hates them. I have no opinion on them. I don't dislike them or think otherwise. I just they, – they're definitely easy on and off, though. I get it. Yeah, it, it, trust me. It was really nice. Uh Antoine thinks I was. I should have just allowed Alex to call me Uncle, Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. Um, I, I thought so. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I guess I gave a look. So this must Deontay must have been watching when Ooh, he said the video Devin Booker the, the yes. video episode. You did. You did. You let had a long pause too. I did, and then um, lots on the nickname. I forgot. You know, I mentioned this before. I think on the show, my nickname is Geo. Uh, a, a, in high was geo in high school so now when i see people that go here that have kids here you know a couple of parents came up to me i don't know who this jivo is uh but tom pack mentioned my nickname he thinks jivo is so cool yeah um and another great photo slide from tom pack yes oh my god he's, he's amazing yeah Ro- i mean rocky is unemployed I yeah I, I don't see how he ever makes his way back right now the funny thing is you said that but he'll blame me <laughs> but does he listen 
Uh, no, but when he hears about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, finally, Tony Saavedra brought up some, some pretty good stuff here. Uh, he commented on Bobby Knight. He understood what I was getting at. And there was more with Bobby Knight. Mitch Album, you mentioned Mitch You texted me Mitch Album's article. I didn't read it. I just texted him. Oh, I you. did. Okay, so because I'm sort of in a breakup phase with him because I don't want to deal with his whining. So. He, he does. It was a really good article. Though. He brought up things that Knight had said that I didn't I had forgotten about it. Not that I didn't know. I forgot about it. He's even worse in a lot of ways than I thought. He brought up something about women. I'm not even going to say it on the air because yeah. it's a family-friendly show, and it's so horrible. He tried to backpedal and explain it a little bit, but it was still so awful. Um, you know. But Tony brought up uh, the Bobby Knight. He totally understand what I was saying. He brought up some other people. He, he himself witnessed Tom Izzo being tough on kids when they make mistakes, but nothing like what no. what Bobby Knight would do. Uh, and, again, I think there's a line, and I, I to me – I don't know how much I mentioned this the other day. I, I I think if I was to quote some of Bobby Knight's other things, I think more people wouldn't have been eulogizing him the way they did. You know, again, just my opinion. I, I there's no denying how good of a coach he was, a great coach, but also he became a caricature of himself. And the last ten years, when his success wasn't as much, but he was still doing the stupid things and sometimes doing even worse things. Uh, it. it became too much and that's eventually what was his downfall uh but tony brought up bill cosby i think that's a great one bill cosby was i mentioned this before on here a, a student class called him america's dad i thought that was a good one and yet you know where he ended up and then joe paterno um oh yeah you know and i i that one comes up a lot you know when you and i used to talk about that how i felt about that yeah. um so joe paterno i think is a very good one as well yeah, those are all great examples, and you know it's it's you know history. It's a, it's a tough judge of everyone, you know, and you know nobody's perfect by any stretch. Right. We all have skeletons in our closet, but like you said, I think some are just there are some things that are just unforgivable. Right, I think I guess is the way to put yeah. it. Yeah, and and another point is nobody needs to know my what, what my who cares what my opinion of Bobby Knight is or of this or that is. Not, you know what I mean? Like other people, if they want to praise him, whatever. Take that way, but again, it's I, I don't know. I, I I I've told you this. I've said this for a long time. When celebrities or anyone mm-hmm. passes away, I don't get it. The the national to me, I would be upset with my if a close friend of mine or a family mm-hmm. member. No offense to these people that have passed away, Matthew Perry or stuff like this. I get it. And I'm not saying it's not an awful thing, but it's not it's not impacting my life. Sure. And, it, and no. These things shouldn't impact your life that much. Now, the big ones like a JFK when he was president, mm-hmm. I get those. And you know, and if you were a huge fan of somebody, I get it. The initial gut punch of you know, especially if it's tragic or early. But Bobby Knight lived a long life, so even if you were a huge supporter of them, you know, he lived a long life. Like, I, I I guess for me it was more you know, texted with my guys. They were how great he was, you know, and how this generation's so soft and. Yeah. Well, that old bit, old bit, but th- there might be some truth to that, but it, it, it is an old bit as well. It is. Uh, but the other part, and then, you know, Chris Bowler and that, that I look at, I go on Facebook and, you know, I'm friends with a lot of people that like basketball, but I, man, I, I'm sorry. I, again, God bless the dead. But at the same time, I think we can't forget 
sometimes people do awful things and he was one of he did some he said some really bad things and you know did some really bad things and that's what cost him his job in indiana and he lost his job for a reason it wasn't they didn't yeah. want to fire him no and he ruined people he called just last thing here I, I i can say this when he went on the dan patrick show toward toward the end of his life he wished said it openly that people who were in the indiana uh, higher ups should die. Yeah, I I do remember that. How can you defend I, that? I, 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 How is that defensible in know. any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I don't get it. So okay, it. all right. Yeah, uh, Mike of the week. Now we have a very special episode. It, election day. We are recording this on Wednesday. Election day was yesterday. Yeah. First of all, shout out and thank you to the voters of the Gibraltar School District on passing the bond. Yes, issue. awesome, awesome. Um, so can, you know whatever party you're with, that's a great thing to help support the public schools. I was talking to Coach. No, all jokes aside, Coach Georgie, he's going to all new tennis courts and stuff with that, so that's nice. Yeah. So we talked about doing like sort of a um, civics episode. Well, my mic of the week, I decided to tie in with that. Um, I was, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned, I think I mentioned this before, that 60 Minutes every time, every week, 60 Minutes takes their episode, makes it into a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I usually Monday and Tuesday, I'll listen to it on my morning walk and Sunday's episode, which... Three great stories. What a great show. You know, whatever your leanings are, 60 Minutes, I think, does a pretty good job Mm -hmm. of being fair and honest. And and they've done it for a long time. Um, They had a a story on one of the stories. There's a local guy, well, Western Michigan, about Social Security overpaying people Mm. and then sending you these letters and asking for the money back. Oh, dear Lord. This case, this kid was, was, when he was 11, when he was born, well, he was born with cerebral palsy. And I guess by the time he got 11, he had surgeries and stuff, they deemed that he wasn't disabled anymore, but they had, they claimed they had overpaid him when he was 11, like $6,500, and they were coming for the money now. Whoa. This guy's like in his 30s. And they're like, wasn't even, his mom got the money. Jeez. And then like another family, it was just, and so wow. that was that was the middle story. That's, uh, but they also had a story on this John Eastman, who is one of the people charged in Georgia for the election, mm-hmm. um, alleged election tampering that the Trump campaign did. Um, and he's the lawyer that pretty much, and listening to this episode was really interesting. Basically, on January 5th, he was the one guy in the room that sort of said, hey, Pence doesn't have to do this. He can, and by, I'm leading up towards my mic of the sure. week, he, you know, Pence can send the votes back. <laughs> it's not working out too well. <laughs> Unfortunately, the commander-in-chief only listened to this John Eastman and not anyone else in the room. <laughs> Loudest guy in the room, maybe not the smartest guy in the room. And that's where all these troubles started. And Mike Pence, who is my Mike of the week for doing his civic duty, mm-hmm. and I, they talked to his legal counsel in this episode of 60 Minutes that basically said, we all told this guy you're crazy. This is what Mike's job is to do. Mm-hmm. And then I guess in this interview, they talk about like when the delay happened, he, this John Eastman called Mike Pence and his legal team in the Capitol and said, hey, now that it's delayed, because I guess there's a certain time limit. I didn't realize this. There's a time limit allotted for the count. Well, they had gone over the time oh, limit because of the... I didn't know that. And wow. so this guy doubled down and said, hey, since we've already gone over the time limit, what the hell? might as well send the votes back. Right. We're already in... They say, no, Mike Pence is not doing that. So Mike Pence, whatever your politics may be, 64 years old, former vice president, just suspended his campaign, I believe, for president. He did, he did. Um, you know, he did his he did his job. Um, so maybe we'll get the picture with the fly on his head. Is he the, is he the first Republican to – Well, I don't is he know. The first, I don't know the political leanings of all these well, people. Well, no, I'm saying – but he's – like he, Oh, politician? Yeah, is he the first yeah, but we don't have a ton of politicians. We have a Democrat have, up here. we got to keep things fair and balanced. We have uh, Mike Dukakis. Who's oh, still alive. All right. Well, okay. 
Mike Dukakis, former Democrat. governor. We balanced it out then. Yeah, fair and balanced. Yeah, I don't that's know. How we roll. I, are those the only politicians we have at this point? Looks like it. I, I have to update the pictures a little bit. So for the listener, we're, we're looking at the wall right yes. now. Yes. Uh, speaking of sixty minutes, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace, right yeah. over my shoulder. A little tan there, Mike Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was well before the Trump tan. Yeah. He's looking good there. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is. Mike Mike Pence, thank you for doing your, doing your job. I guess yeah. so. There we right. go. All right. Education topic. We are going to move right into civics. So yep. when we talked about this topic, you are a civics teacher. I'm not. I've lost touch with the classroom. Yes, you have. I only have a history minor. But we decided, I, I asked you when I decided with this topic, I want you to create what you think are the one or two. And again, you don't have to do with what's in civics now. The one or two most important civics lessons, if you could guarantee that, I'm going to teach these two lessons. Every kid, all 33 kids in this room are going to be enthralled with it. They're going to learn it. They're going to know it for the rest of their lives. What would those one or two unit or lessons be on? And it doesn't even have to be one that exists now. So, or am I explaining yeah, it right? Right, right? All right. right. So what do you got for me? So listen, I, and this is the history person in me coming out. Um, I could not. And when we get to overrated, underrated, I'm going to expand upon this a little bit further. But the importance of voting, that's number one. And it's not even just the logic of, you know, you can't complain if you don't vote. It's the whole idea. And again, when I get to overrated, underrated, I'm expanding upon it further, some of the people and some of the things that they did. But, you know, we passed this bond issue. And I think, if nothing else, you – said I'd heard this for the first time from you some years back all politics are local when people think elections don't matter you know and yesterday we passed the bond we're going to make this school much better much more yes. desirable place to be much more attractive to people from other districts it matters it matters so much locally and so I, I this is what I try to impart Natalia some years back wrote a letter to at that time uh, state Representative Darren Camilleri, now state senator, now state senator Darren Camilleri came to the school, came to her school, and then came to the board office and, and allowed her, uh, you know, said the pledge of allegiance with her. These uh, these are people that are in our day to day lives. So when you think voting doesn't matter, what I'm trying to impart to people, it does on so many levels. And all politics are local. It's much more important to vote locally. You know, this is this is going to be a much better place here down the road. So I'm going to say that I want to impart that to the kids. One of the things they do in civics class is we have them write a letter to a politician. They look up all of their representatives and politicians uh, from the president on down and they have to write a letter to one. So I I want them, it's a participatory democracy. It's not a spectator sport. So that's my, that's my big lesson. I'm going to piggyback on you. I got two. I'm going to piggyback on you. I want to go with, uh, I just want to go through, Tying into that, and I think you could do it with your lesson, the history of voting law in the United States. Because I think a lot of kids realize, oh, you just turn 18 and it's your right to vote. They don't realize what different races and genders had to go through to get what's now a right that it's most people don't take advantage of. I'm sorry, I don't mean to no, jump it's on. Okay. Uh, so – you know, I want to go through that history. I want to not just glance over it in one day and say, oh, it's 18 and it's your right to vote. No, here is what happened. Yes. Here is how we got to this point. Here is who couldn't vote. Right. Here are property, her poll taxes that used to be on the on the books. You know what I mean? People complain about paying for anything. Imagine that. Like, And tying in with that, right into that, is the step-by-step, which thankfully it is getting easier and easier to both register and to vote. It is amazing that I could go on a website a few a month ago and request an absentee ballot 
and get it sent to my mm-hmm. house. And all I had to do was put a normal stamp on it and mail it back. Um, I want to go, I want these kids to know the step-by-step ways to register and all the easy methods that are to vote and know that it's not as hard as it used to be. It's not as much time out of your schedule. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be something that holds you up. If you want to go wait in the line and do it, you can, if you want to just fill it out. And again, I've said this before, I've, you know, yes, asking for an ID to vote, I don't think there's any problem with that. But if you want to go down that road, then let's fine. Let's give everyone, once they turn 18, let's register them and give them an ID. That way they all have them. I, I, and then if they don't have them, they can fill out the you know, provincial ballot and f- verify their identity at some point. And then also make voting earlier yeah. and easier for and everyone. Easier and more time. So let's do it. Yes. What's the holdup? Right. What's the holdup? Right. Yeah, that, exactly. That's why. Because we don't want a lot of people voting, probably. Some people feel that way. But again, it's, 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 <laughs> it, 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 I don't, again, I don't have a problem with that. I want, I want as many people that are legal, eligible people to vote should have no, should not be held up and, uh, and not have access to it. The other thing that I do think is important, um, and, and you guys do teach it, the branches of government, um, just knowing what they are, but what they do. Because yeah. like sometimes the, the election of the President of the United States gets the most pub, but in reality, Yes, they do. They get a lot, but really, we've talked about this before. You're, the majority of the U.S. Senate is where the power yeah. is in this country. Right. If you, if you don't think so, but the president, the election is a culture war. Yes, and, and that's it, it plays out. And I, that was going to be my overrated, and we're not doing yeah. that just yet. But it's a culture yes. war that we can play out and fight about, almost like our teams. You know exactly. But I think, but even along those points of just letting kids know how powerful your U.S. senator is. Yeah. I've always said, if I could run for office, I'd want to be a U.S. senator. First of all, you get a six-year term. You. So you don't have to run as often. You're you could run for as many years as you want. There's only you're only one of a hundred. Um, but also, like you said, your state level stuff. And hey, who are these people? How are they picked? How do they how right. do they represent my area? How you know? And you know, we're very fortunate. You mentioned Darian Camilleri, um, Debbie Dingle. I she's post up. She's always at these local things. She's down here a lot. She's not a unknown person as a U.S. Congresswoman mm-hmm. from a pretty big area. Right. And uh, you know, whatever your political preference will be. You know she's she's smart and she's a she's a, a lady of the people. Yeah, she's had a lot of these, these folks come out. All I mean, John Dingle was here. Yes, you know, this district we're very blessed. We are. We are very. We've been very blessed with people that are realist. They're not political elites. I mean, if you if you go back and look at the sixteen election, Debbie Dingle is the one that was warning the Clinton campaign was. about Michigan. Yeah, and the Clinton campaign. Yeah, and the rest is history. What did they do? The crickets. Oh. Yeah, nothing. Okay, I didn't know what you meant. They lost. <laughs> okay. Shocker. But Debbie Dingle was warning them. She was. She was a little. Go read, go read up on that. She is yeah. very smart. Um, and didn't didn't downplay the Trump voters. Basically no. said, hey, you guys, this is what's happening on the ground. And Michael Moore, yep. filmmaker, did as well. I mean, yep. he's, this is what they're saying, and you're ignoring them. And he the, said it in September. Yep. And the elites. Yeah. Not so elite. Right. Um, anything else you want to throw out there topic-wise, or you want to get in the overrated, underrated? Let's go overrated. Our overrated. overrated, underrated, we're talking about voting day. Yeah. The right of, of going to vote. So what do you got as your overrated? So, all right, look, one person in particular, I mentioned Deontay on this show several times, and he is sort of disenchanted with the parties. I still believe he votes. I'm not sure if he doesn't, but I know a lot of people that don't vote because they're sick of this two party system. And I get it. It really at times becomes frustrating. You know, you and I talk in private about how frustrated we are with certain things that go on within our preferred party. 
you know, but I, I think that that's an overrated thing, an overrated thing to not vote because you're, you're disgusted. I think it's a, it's, it's a way, it's almost a cop out, frankly. And what I'm going to, so, you know, you mentioned what people have gone through. I, I mentioned a few names. First off, Emily Davison, if you don't know her name. She threw herself in front of a horse during a horse race, sacrificed her life. And on her chest, she had written her, she had a paper, uh, attacked to her chest it said to her shirt that said votes for women wow um martin luther king 1965 to get the voting rights act passed what they went through on bloody sunday watch the movie mississippi burning that whole thing happened the whole premise of the film was people going into the south going into mississippi registering people to vote you mentioned poll taxes you mentioned all these things malcolm x mentioned the ballot or the bullet you know give me the ballot or give me the bullet and he he was I won't get into what he meant specifically by that speech, but the point was, give me the ballot. Like, this is something that, I, to me, it's overrated to say I don't vote because the parties suck. Like, that's, there's so many other things you could vote for. And again, uh, Deontay, listen, so I'm not saying he is of that belief. He just doesn't like the parties. But I know people, other people that don't listen necessarily to the show who have said repeatedly, I hate the parties. I'm not voting. I think it's a cop-out. There's other things you could vote for. So my overrated is the people that don't vote. Well, also... Like we, you mentioned the famous quote earlier that all politics are local. Well, you're, if you're disenfranchised with D.C., which I don't blame some people sometimes, yeah. you're still – you have your local elections. You have your state reps. You have – which are – the reason that line is so telling is it is. It's more important. Yeah. Your local reps and yeah. your state budget is much more important than what the federal government decides. Your day-to-day life is impacted by these people Every day. Yes. And so, uh, and again, bond issues, like you said. Yeah. Even if you don't have kids in school, do you want, you know, we have a neighbor, a neighboring district whose bond continues to fail. And it's sad. I feel bad for yeah. the kids. And meanwhile, here, thankfully, our um, taxpayers support everything. And we have nice facilities that now can be up, kept for another, you know, block of 10 years. So um, my overrated, um, and again, I now, I, I don't even remember the last time I voted in person now that Michigan has uh, gone the way of the app, no no fault absentee. You know you can do absentee any way you want. But I, the people sitting outside, I always hated it. It was so weird and awkward. And I never I I don't know about you, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time when I'm when I would walk into a polling place, I knew what I was voting for. All right, like so, I, I somebody standing outside with a flyer wasn't going to <laughs> alter my decision. Um, the only ones that I felt. You know what it's like when you get those circuit judges, like here in Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't even know who. I'm not talking about the local ones, like McNally and um, Coleman Hessen. At uh, I'm talking about like Detroit, like circuit. You know, Wayne County. I just don't vote in those because I don't. Yeah. Feel, I don't want right. to just like fill in a circle. Right. I, if I don't know them, I don't vote, and I have no problem doing that. I don't feel like not. Fill, I don't feel like I'm not a good citizen if I don't fill out the whole ballot. I th- actually, I think it's better that if I don't. But I, I'm not going to research these circuit right. court judges that. I have no clue, but yeah. the people outside, I, I get it. I'm sure they do it all the time, and they. I just wonder how. I wish there's a way to know, like how much they impact anyone that goes in there. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any way of quantifying it. I, I, but that'd be an interesting. Yeah, and I just feel weird. It's just a weird thing. I, I, I try not to make eye contact. Yeah, so I don't just want, right, right. I try to like try to like put my head down and yes. just go. So that's my overrated as far as voting. But now that's the great part about absentee ballot. I don't deal with them. I just sit at my computer desk and fill out the ballot. Yeah. So. Underrated. What do you got? Okay. So I, I'm always for those moments of camaraderie. And, and, you know, I just, like, if you just stop and take a second to think about when you're voting, you know, and I just mentioned all these people that have done amazing things to, to expand the electorate. 
for me, it's that notion of solidarity you have with all these people you're there with, even though you probably, I mean, presumably disagree with half of them, right? You're all there at the same time, like impacting the country. And I, and I think it's pretty darn cool. And so the underrated to me is just take a moment to think about what is happening. Take a moment to think about I'm in this polling place right now with all these people participating in something that, historically speaking, most people have had the right to do. So I, I just my underrated is just that notion that solidarity you have with all these people you're there voting with, participating, actively changing the country, hopefully for the better. And so that's my underrated. That's a good one. Um, mine, and we've talked about this before because I, um, and last night was a very mild election night, right? Yeah. Like it for, for well, there's one item on our ballot where right. we live. Check um, yes or no. Check yes or no on the bond issue. Right. When the polls closed at eight o'clock, now nowhere near what I would have been two years or a year ago for the midterms or two. I was on Twitter. I sent you guys a text right away, right after some of the polls closed I, um, with the Kentucky results. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the free press page a little bit after eight because I wanted to see the Gibraltar. Um, I am a election night dork, even though I don't, I don't, I don't live and die by these elections. I, you know me, right? Like I, I mean, I was, I don't get that upset. You keep about, a level head. I keep a level head. It's not. There's gonna, there's gonna be someone else in another four years. The one party's not gonna rule one branch forever. There's always going to be. Yes. There's going to be gut punch surprise losses. There's going to be all these things. So I don't, I don't, these people every four years, I'm leaving the country. Yeah. I'm never going to be one of those people. America's a great country, no matter who's in charge, but there's some, both, both parties are yeah. guilty of that. It's such a dumb, line. that'd be an overrated. That'd be a good, I didn't even yeah, think about yeah, that. Yeah. That's the person a, yeah, that says leaving yeah, the country. I'm moving, I'm moving yes. to Canada or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go there. Uh, so um, I'm, I, I, the underrated for me is all the results that come in. And, I, and I'm sort of disappointed by, like, Michigan. I heard, though, when we changed this election law, our old law used to be we couldn't count any of the early ballots, right? Like, right. But I think in, the, in next year when we do this that they're allowed to early count these now. Like, they can run them that morning mm-hmm. and so that they're not waiting. Right. Because, so like, last night I'm like, I didn't see – I stayed up to, like, 930. I'm like, nothing's coming in mm-hmm. from Wayne County. How is this? We only – you know – because I wanted to see like what the other bond issue did, what what Gibraltar did. Meanwhile, like Dave Wasserman, who by the way, if you're an election dork like I am, with he's a great guy to follow on Twitter. He does the famous "I've seen enough." He doesn't like before the AP and these other people call. He just knows these counties. You know that's how they do all these. Yes, Steve Karnacki, it's projection. They and, know. You know they don't have all the votes. Just to explain to everyone, so they don't think elections are being stolen. They don't have all the votes counted when they make these calls. They basically go on a system of, okay, this is how many votes are in. These are these outlying counties that still need to be counted. The percents that usually come in are pretty standard from these, and they can make a call, right? That's how it works. This sounds pretty crooked to me. <laughs> count. Stop the count. Stop the count. <laughs> Wait, don't stop the count. Let's keep the count. So this guy, Dave, his famous, he, might, he should trademark it, I've seen enough. Yeah. That's his line. Yeah. And he did it last night with, I've seen enough, Andy Bashar wins uh, the re-election in Kentucky. He like, and, he, and earlier tweets were like, he's coming in nine points better than he did yeah. four years ago. So these guys aren't dumb. They're, right. not, they're not trying to steal anything. Right. You know, they do it for, it's not like they do it for one party or the other. So all that stuff, that, um, that uh, dorky, I guess, data counting, I look forward to it. And you, you remember last time when you were shocked, like how late I, because I rarely stay up late, yeah. how late I stay up watching these and just watching them come in. And not, I don't understand, though. We, we got to get to a system where, you can know by the the following day. Yes. <laughs> like we were able to do this in the eighties. I, I feel like I know, <laughs> right. Like, I feel like next year is going to be, 
It, it's going to be awful. Well, it's simple. If you have early voting, these people should be able to count them before the election day. And I know that's one thing we changed here in Michigan. Like, they shouldn't have to sit there in a box, and you can't count them until after right. 8 o'clock. Like, that's, it's ridiculous. This should be an over-under next year, what day the presidential – like, what, what day – what over-under day should we have when I the presidential know, election is going to be called? Like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I, no. can't, I, can't, I can't pull that multiple nights staying up like that. All right. We'd love to hear what everyone thinks. We'd love to hear about your – I saw a lot of nice pictures. of the Burr guys. Quinn went and voted for the first time. I saw oh, a cool. nice picture with that. Um, I don't know. Chloe, um, we're deb- I don't know if she's registered in Ann Arbor or not because, like, mm. she just turned 18 um, a while ago, and I think she's, like, living – I don't know how that works when you're a college student register in where did you vote when you were i don't i remember. still voted at home voted when home. i was at eastern i think so. i did yeah I, you know what i know i did in the yeah. 2000 election i came home but now you have same day registration so like i'm sure like they can yeah. just sign up out there don't say no registration man. oh no Jeez. oh my goodness what are you so doing? an eligible voter being allowed to vote who would have thought okay um we'd love to hear what you people think um on the overrated underrated election day and the civics lesson again if you are 18, register to vote. You've got to register for selective service. Register to vote. And, again, no election is too small. We had one item on our ballot. You and I both voted. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we weren't working in the schools, I would have voted uh, for it. I try to vote in every election. Um, there's Again, next year's the big year, big year. So. Mm-hmm. All right, hot mic take. What do you got for this week? All right, so I am uh, dealing with students and phones in schools is a challenge, Okay. And I'm going to go a step further, and I'm going to say I, you know, Bill Maher is a show I watch uh, every Friday, and he talks about how phones are changing people, and specifically kids. They're rewiring people, rewiring kids, and making us into a lot of negative things. And I generally agree. You know, the instances of bullying, cyberbullying, depression, so forth and so on, all these negative things associated. And I'm not in disagreement with those things at all. But I also want to bring something up that happened a few, probably a a month or so ago, maybe a little more than that. Uh, There was a Saturday cross-country meet. You and I were on a breakup at that moment at um – what, what was the park again I asked you this before? In Willow? Was that Willow? Willow, Willow, Willow Park. Willow Metro Park. Yes. And how many people do you estimate? Just uh, ballpark figure. How many people do you think were there? Oh, that was a big meet. That was yes. the, the middle school slash high school. Yeah. I mean, I would guess over 500 but under 1,000. Do you, you think, think it was under 1,000? Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of people okay. there. Pretty well, I mean, out. if you add the later I'm, – I'm thinking of I just I was just there high school, so there's overlap. I, I, I It could be pushing 1,000. Okay. So my seventh grade daughter is there. And there's a ton of people, and I'm looking around for her, and, and I want all the – I'm going to quote your son here. He calls me old head. I want all the old heads to think we bash phones, and I, I'm guilty. I Again, I just mentioned some things I agree with regarding their effects. Uh, I was able to keep in constant contact with her so much so she went off on her own with a few friends. I'm at a park of 1,000 people, and I'm a person that watches Criminal Minds. You would think that yeah. I'd be a little more careful. But I'm able to keep tabs on her constantly – that, and, you know, I think that sometimes is lost on people like in our age bracket and above that phones are very convenient at times for things like that. I'm able to keep tabs on her at a big park, a thousand-ish people there. I actually thought there was more, but whatever the case may be, a thousand-ish people, and I'm able to keep tabs on her and know where my daughter is at all time. So I want the old heads sometimes to think about those things, that the benefits that these technologies are giving us even though there are some drawbacks, something like that where I didn't worry once that not knowing where she was, she was going to wander off somewhere and get lost. So I want the old heads to remember that. 
Well, I mean, that's just one thing. And speaking as someone who has a daughter living in Ann Arbor, that yeah. on a Saturday night I can right. pull up and see where she is or follow her at any point. And again, I don't have any, I just use Find My iPhone. I don't use any crazy apps. Sure. No offense to people that do. I'm just, well, of course. that's just something we've always used. And same with, you know, like, I, like I'm, we mentioned this before, I'm not an anxious person. Uh, the first, the most anxiety I ever had was the first day that both of my kids drove off. The day we had the half day, Nate and his buddies were going to go to Glass Onion in um, Allen Park. And Nate really, he's driven around here to go to work. I always get leery about Southfield. You know, it's busy. It's busy. Yeah. It's his first time really going out of this circle of just Woodhaven, Brownstown. I checked the phone. I got, right. I was just nerd, you know. So it's like anything, uh, you know, you think back though, like when you're driving on 75, the be- like, think about like breaking down or getting a flat back Yes. Then. Like what you, would you do? What do you, what do you Run do? to a pay phone. You, yeah. Like you had to hope that a tow truck drove right. by or right. a state trooper that had a radio. I mean, the benefits, the benefits far outweigh the negatives. I mean, it's not even close. To me, it's not even close. I don't know if I'm going to go because again, I you've lost touch with the classroom. Just no, kidding. I just see, kidding. Just I see, kidding. I see the that stuff in the joke. classroom. I ha- no, I, it's annoying to me. There's like this six hour I have. It, yeah. it, it's an I get it, but I think like uh, as a whole, like, but it's like anything else. Yeah. If you abuse something or like like if you can't set it aside, and I'm going to tell you this right now, one of the most liberating things is setting it aside or forgetting yeah. it somewhere. Right. It's it's a you can just focus on what you're doing. But like today, uh, my daughter texted me and said, "Can I go to?" Or ask me before school, can I just meet you at my car? So I can just hit my phone and unlock the door. Don't have to leave it unlocked during yep. the day. I can just hit my phone and say, yep. yeah, go ahead. Check to see if I close my garage. Right. Change my thermostat. These are it's, things that, it's, right. It's I, I think we forget those things. And there are, again, there are drawbacks. Yep. You know, the, the weekend warrior types that say all sorts of horrible things on social media and stuff like that. There are certainly drawbacks. But we got to remember there are a lot of benefits. Yep, yep definitely. Um, I want to – I – this last Saturday was what a great weekend for Carlson High School. Friday, we won our first district uh, football championship mm-hmm. of all time. Exciting game against Dexter. Great game. So congratulations to the coaching staff, the boys. They did a great job. The band, what a, It was a beautiful night. Then Saturday, I went to Michigan International Speedway, NASCAR. No, I was not there for a NASCAR race. I know no, that's you weren't, you weren't cheering on uh, Richard Petty, <laughs> Bobby Labonte. <laughs> Uh, no, it was the cross country state title, and it was what a beautiful day for November. It was, I was man. warm. Um, congratulations to Reagan, who was our state qualifier. Beautiful day. She had a great race. Um, I was lucky in the fact that it was Parents' Weekend in Arbor. I was texting you, sending you pictures. I went I, a couple of the fraternity parties that I. What were you doing in those pictures? Uh, <laughs> taking pictures of free stallions and. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a family friendly event. My daughter was there. I had to drive home, so it was very family sure, friendly. Sure, sure. Um, you saw, I, I had a great Saturday. I, yeah. It was exhausting. I was tired. You know, I'm getting older. I talk about, and I get home and there's a, here we go. This is the negative social media. Uh, there's a Facebook group that track and cross country coaches are members of. I'm not going to name it because I don't want people to go to it and I'm, whatever. And someone writes this long post bashing the state finals at, at Michigan International Speedway because in their mind, we're too far away from the finish. I just... And I sit there and I'm like thinking to myself, oh my this God. was a great meet. And like, I'm like, it was a beautiful day. Wow. Kids ran a great race. It, they have a video, they have a truck, Mike, like one of those big trucks with like a video screen that, that are showing the race going yeah. on back behind the field, like with a guy doing play by play. And this guy's complaint was all where the kids can't hear you cheer down the home stretch and they keep you away. Now this is the state championship. I, I almost, and again, I don't comment on these things. I don't have the pay. I don't have the patience for it because it doesn't matter what you comment, even if it's yeah. level. I was going to write back and say, well, 
at Ford Field for the state football finals, you're not on the sideline. Right. You're not close as you are at a high school game. For the state track and field finals, you're in a high school stadium. You can't be on the infield. Like, mm-hmm. the, this is the top race of the year. All four divisions can be there. So you have thou- you do have thousands of people. There's parking for everyone. It's beautiful. And here's this person complaining. Luckily, one of my friends that coaches down here wrote a nice response, basically saying all the things I wanted to. And I did send him a text. But, like, like I don't – nobody will ever be happy. Like it, no. to me, like that meet, it was a beautiful day. It was perfect. I got parking was easy. Getting in and out was easy. I never felt crowded. I was able to easily find my athlete, coach my athlete and see her at the end. Our kids drove up there. I don't get it. I, I, that's the, there we go. You want to know the negative of a phone, this, yes. this clown going and typing his complaint <laughs> about a perfectly run meet. So that's my complaint. Um, you know, everything is not going to be 100% to your liking. Would I have liked to have been a little closer to the finish line? Maybe, but as a smart individual, I understand that this is the state championships. I've been to plenty of these meets where doofuses are getting up near the finish line and sometimes could get in the way or get some, mess up the final. And I could see why they don't want you at the yeah, crowding the finish right, line. Right, right. Like, I get it. I, I, I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, you... From time to time, we get these complaints. Being in this profession, we're yeah. going to see these complaints yes. about different things. For time, and yeah. it never ceases to amaze me. What it, you know, and it goes about. back to like I tell my student council kids with homecoming. Those type of complaints is just if you know the event was great, ignore it. Ignore it's it. noise. Ignore it. So, yeah. um, all right. So a week from today, that is uh, Wednesday. No, of course, not today. Today, this episode comes out a week from the day we're recording, which is Wednesday, November fifteenth. Um, this episode comes out on yeah. the 10th. Wednesday, November 15th, we are doing our live show, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to attach the Zoom link to the mm-hmm. show info here. I am going to post it on our Facebook page. So um, 7 p.m., get yourself into the room. We can't guarantee how long we'll go because, like, last time, remember, like, it emptied out. We thought we were going to be done, and then some people kept adding in. Yeah. So um, keep in mind that if by 7.30, 7.40, there's no one in the room, we're just wrapping up the yeah. show. So we are going to give out the – we're going to ask one question of everyone that comes into the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question is, you are hosting your own podcast and you get to interview one person on the, your first episode. Who are you interviewing? A live? A live or, a li- oh, you no, want to do a live? I want to do just a live. Okay. Yeah, because like, I want to know, legit, like if they're going to put this okay, show Okay, they're on, doing a real show. Okay. Yeah, so I want to know who this one, it can be anyone in the world, anyone you want, but we just ask that they are alive. So that's, and why? So that's going to be your question that when we bring you into the so, room. So, yeah, and listen, I don't know about you, I will say this. I get so many people that say they want to be on, okay, and then make fun of us all the time. But so many people, this is your chance. Yeah, like you yeah, know, come on the show. Come on the show. Come we on. try to pick guests for a certain reason. Yeah, you know, tie into a theme of the show. Some sort of theme. You know, we have a, a, a couple more lined up here down the road, a little bit down the road. But in this case, beyond man, I I want everybody to join us. I as long as it keeps family friendly. I yes, family friendly. friendly. I won't have the. I don't have the. No, don't have the access to. No, it. it's live. Yes, it's live. Yeah. Well, it won't be live, but it will be. Recorded live. Yes, yes. So um, that's going to be the question. So be prepared for that yeah. question. And then overrated, underrated, we are asking you to bring in your own yeah. overrated, underrated, anything, anything. you want. Anything. Uh, it's the listeners, even, viewers show next even, week. Even if we've done it before. If you want to do overrated, underrated voting, choose the most recent last two. That's what you're going to be. And we'll bring you in with someone else. Because uh, one-on-one is a little weird. We brought in a group of twos last yes, time. Yes. So whoever's in the waiting room, um, you know, I, whoever you want, it's random. So now if you have a planned person that you want to do something in, 
I guess if you have our contacts, you can maybe text that, but we're not giving any benefits to, you know, it's going to be just random. We're pulling you in. Um, I misspoke. Another error in feedback. I mentioned the Rendog might be working LCA. He does not work at LCA. He quickly corrected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's not. I apologize for that. The Rendog at Ford Field and Comerica, yeah. not LCA. So hopefully the Rendog is not working anywhere that night so he can be part of the show. I know he loves to be it. Um, we Again, we're inviting you. The link will be on this episode, so look in the little bio section of this episode. We'll also post it on the Facebook page. You need to have Zoom, um, you need, so you need either a computer or a smartphone. That's the only way we're going. So, Before we go, yes, who are the Steelers playing this weekend? The Green Bay Packers at, at home at Heinz Field. I don't know what, Ashton Stadium or whatever it is. I would say that's an easy win, but for Pittsburgh's offense, nothing is easy. But. I Yeah, but that's what fear – like they – Tend to, uh, they should win this game. Now, someone just post, get up. I think Rink gave them an A, a midseason grade of an A, because they're so awful, but they're five and three, so they deserve an A. Yeah. I, I don't know what to think of them. Now, if they don't win this game, uh, Baltimore is, that win they have over Baltimore is so impressive now. I don't, and they're talking about Lamar Jackson, an MVP candidate. They, they shut him down in that game. Yeah. They just, um, so I'm, I'm going to guess that. Um, they they'll beat Green Bay, I th- and then they have games against Cleveland and Cincinnati. They haven't played oh, Cincinnati man. at all yet. So then the truth will come out. I, I just don't think they can can keep the mirage going. So I hope they win for you know the Lions' sake. Even though Green Bay is pretty much done. Yeah. So what do you have? So I have the Steelers winning. I was right about them beating Tennessee. I said they would not lose two in a row to the FC South. They didn't. They somehow won that game. What do you got? Lions at. The Los Angeles Chargers. I didn't call them San Diego. I was, I was expecting San Diego. Um, this is one of their tougher ones to close out. Uh, I almost said San Diego myself again. Uh, the Chargers are playing well. They they really shut down the horrible Jets offense the other day, but they, and they did enough offensively to just win the game. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Lions are going to go out there and win. They're getting healthy. I, I'm going to say it's going to be a 28-24 win. I'm sure I'm going to get blasted by that by Max. So of course, you picked them to win. But I think they're going to win, so I'm going to pick a Lions victory. A couple other things here. Uh, Pistons are already done. <laughs> lottery. Lottery, the lottery we're, we're checking the lottery again. And Michigan's got their first real big test this weekend. Who knows who's going to be on the sidelines? Lots of, lots of different reports coming out now. This has been a crazy week. Who do you got winning Michigan I got, Penn State? I mean, Penn State's a fraud, and Franklin will blow it somehow like he normally does. I think Michigan wins that game. Uh, you know, it's not going to be as easy as these other ones, but I don't think it's going to be biting my fingernails in the fourth. I think they want to be like, like, uh, you know, 13, 14. Well, do you still hold that position if Harbaugh is suspended? If Harbaugh is suspended, they might win by 21. You, oh, God. He's holding <laughs> no, that's back. A that's, a, that's a joke. That's the state of man. No, I, I just think that, um, um, you know, I think that they're, they're clearly better than, like you said, you, this is the best team you've seen in a while. I think they're clearly better than Penn State. Now, granted, they haven't played. I get the whole yeah. They haven't played anybody and, road game and road game, but it's the noon. It's not the night game. It's not the night game. Um, you know, it's, you know, my, I hear. I you know, I I, I I'm confident in Michigan. I, I think they they just look impressive. You know, so um, I do worry about the Lions going west. The yeah. good thing is they are coming off a bye week. But right. any team that when you have to go to the West Coast, it's, it's a little harder. It's a you know I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of Lion fans in this stadium. They seem to have been tra- they're traveling and, like Steeler and Los fans. Los Angeles now. fans notoriously are yeah, not. especially of the ch- the Chargers. I think both. Watch yeah. the Rams. They played Rams yeah, played Pitts- recently. Pittsburgh. The- Pittsburgh had that place packed. Yeah, it was more. Yeah, that was the, more Steeler yeah. fans. Yeah. So the Lions fans on the road this year are reminding oh, me very much of the Steelers. Yeah. Fans. 
It's cool. It's yeah. they're taking it's amazing notice. how in just in a year or two that could change. Pittsburgh's been doing it for years. Yeah. I mean, I I've, I've done yeah, it. But they're I'm, one of America's teams. Yeah. So so that's that sense. I'm that you know Wally went to Baltimore unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to that game, but, guy, um, yeah. so, but again, we are very excited about the anniversary yeah. episode. We will see everybody next week. We'll be probably back in studio B a lot more. I got to update the pictures up here. Mike Pence will be coming up. We'll put them right under Mike Dukakis yeah, on perfect. the tent. Yes, uh, maybe I can line it up with a gun on the. Uh, excuse my language on this military equipment. I don't, I don't. But the gun could be aimed at the fly, on the oh, vice yeah. president. Oh, you do that, not me. All right, all right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>